Script for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we're working for His glory. Hey, and welcome back. We have a different episode today. This is our season finale, so we're going to do something a little different, change things around. But we had a lot of fun, and we hope that you will have fun with us. So let's get into it. Hey guys! What's up, friends? This is Kara. And I'm Amanda. And we're back for... The season finale! Season finale! (laughs) That's so weird. We're here, guys. And if you are listening to this and you've kept up, we're actually listening to our last episode. Thank you! Thank you, yes. (laughs) Like, this is huge. We can't believe we've actually made it. To... Number 10. Number 10. Yeah. And that we have more in front of us. Yeah. So that's a first announcement. Like, there will be a season two. Yes. Right now, tentatively, we're thinking, like, October-ish. Mm-hmm. So you can know that. But also, stay on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. Yes. Stay connected. We're hoping to roll some more things out on there and mm-hmm. maybe even a blog or yeah. an email list. So just stay tuned. There's more to come. We're... um learning as we go right we're working on getting our website up yes and um just planning some things out for you guys and uh trying to you know create new content for you and just find new ways to engage with y'all and uh, provide the things that you need right because we're not here for us or a platform or anything like that we're here to I mean, like we talked about in the last episode with discipleship like we're here to disciple you to walk Mm -hmm. with you to learn with you to grow with you and so we thought that the last episode should be something fun and different and still encouraging, still exciting. Um, our last episode is going to be a 20 questions episode. Yes. Um, we each have prepared 10 questions mm-hmm. to ask the other person. Mm-hmm. And the other person doesn't know what those questions are. Nope, not prepared for at all. Favorite color, because I told you that one today. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's... Well, because, yeah, it was just like, all right, we're going to come up with 10 questions each. Um, and that was it. There was no yeah. ground rules, mm-hmm. no nothing, no. Um, I told her she should this. be scared, but I don't really think so. I'm more scared. You told me to be scared? I did. I said you should be worried. Cause... Oh, I thought you said you shouldn't be worried. Now I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's my friend. She's got my back. And now I'm like, I wait, what kind of that. questions does she have? Uh, but we ha- may have totally different questions. We might could be yeah that's that's the scary part about it let's go what is your favorite color i have that okay so my favorite color i would have to say is any variation of blue green so like teal seafoam i don't know any of those kind of bluish green hues you could yeah you can see that that's like my go-to look at my kitchen yeah all my teal colors and my living room you'll see lots of blues i don't know it's just where i gravitate is blues Greenish blues. Okay. All right. I will start off with a simple one. Mm -hmm. Do you have any hidden talents? Do I have any hidden talents? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, actually. Um, Sorry, readjustment. Um, This is so weird. I don't know that I want to put this in a podcast, but I'm going to because that's what I'm here for, to be authentic. Um, I can open a door with my feet. And not like the long handle one, like a round doorknob. I can open. I haven't done it in a while, so I don't know definitively. But just um, so you know, I have what my friend calls tingers. I have really long toes. (laughs) Like my third toe is as big as my first toe. If that gives you any indication of how long my second toe is, very, very long. So nice. It's a skill I picked up when I was a kid. I just wondered one day if I could, and I can. I mean, I haven't you taught myself could, to write with my. Toes. I was about to say you could probably <laughs> teach yourself to do. Other, I mean, imagine that. Probably. There's a side hustle. <laughs> Let me draw you a picture with my. You know, that could be a new TikTok thing. I guess. <laughs> Who knows? It's a little weird. Okay. Um. What is your favorite verse? Oh, you had to ask me uh-huh. that one. Hmm. Okay. So, um, I found it. I think this verse really stuck out to me. Um, 
when I saw it on the wall in the student building of at the main campus okay. of the church that we go to, and it was um, at that memorial for Riley. For Riley, okay. yes, because I mean it was her verse. That's what yeah. I was saying. I stole it, but I didn't didn't really steal it. But it just clicked so well. Oh, I know what verse. And yes, that's the verse that I'm like that. That is my heart. That is my life's mission. And it is Acts twenty twenty. Goodness. Okay, Acts twenty twenty four. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Mm. So good. So, yeah, that is, that is. Um, I'm claiming that as my life verse. That I, a, like, yeah, me too. Yeah. I have a different one, but yes, no, that's like, I mean, can you have more than one? Okay, so I'm just curious. This isn't one of my questions, but what's yours? <laughs> Since you're already like, were you were looking it up. Well, I didn't know if you were going to ask that, so I wanted to be prepared. Okay, so mine is, um, you probably know this, I feel like you should. Um, but Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, mm-hmm. I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So mm-hmm. I take pleasure in weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, yes. I was even thinking about that today. Like how much of... Um, it was weird because you shared that podcast with me and it's kind of off the norm of how I was raised, but like I'm getting more free in my beliefs and caring less about the stigma that people would put on different mm-hmm. aspects of Christianity, but also just in some of my sin and my shame, I'm learning, they were talking about shame and being free from it. And I was like, I'm learning to be more, less, less worried about what the world says about it mm-hmm. and just stand in the knowledge that God has called me out of that. And I don't live in that. And he's not still looking at that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's, that's one of the things that, I try to live my life by like an authentic authenticity. I knew uh, I am who I am and mm-hmm. I'm messy and I'm not a Pinterest mom and I'm not a perfect, you know, all put together. My life is great. I try to be real with the messy and the things that I'm going through so mm-hmm. that it can hopefully inspire people to know that it's not what I can right. carry on my shoulders, right. but it's what God can do through me. So, yeah. No, I, I, I love that verse. I, I've talked to you before about yeah. it, and it's a close second. That's why I was wondering if it was your verse, because we've talked about getting tattoos for verses, and mm-hmm. I thought of that. I was like, that should be like, we should try to figure out if we could do that and, in, in like, be our matching tattoos. And mm-hmm. if our moms are listening, we're not talking about getting tattoos. We're not going to do that. Who we said that? that? Not us. We didn't say that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do... It's another easy one. Okay. Are you usually late or early? Um, believe it or not, I know you're going to laugh at this. I'm usually early, like, um, college, work, school. I mean, dropping the kids off at school, running late, (laughs) running late gives me so much anxiety. Even though I'm like, I wake up last minute and I'm running around scrambling. I always leave super early so that I'm there on time or there a little early because I cannot stand to walk through the doors late. Not that say that I've sometimes I am late but you strive to be early yes okay yes okay so who was an influential mentor in your life that had an impact on your relationship with Christ oh my goodness can I name more than one like I always say my grandmother is my spiritual Yoda there you go my gram she is shout out she is the cutest most wonderful woman in this entire planet and I'll go to Matt on that she just has always prayed for me and loved me for me, which wasn't always great. And she just, yeah. Um, but I would say growing up, my youth pastor, Linda Acock, she was just this little like ball of energy, go, 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 just like full of life and fun. And she really 
had a great heart and just wanted us to learn about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then working under, oh my gosh, uh, Jeremy and mm-hmm. Kenny mm-hmm. were both two. I mean, just Kenny would challenge me in ways that I didn't even know were possible. And then Jeremy was always pushing me to be better, but also like loving me through the struggle. Yeah, the and like situation, yeah, the growth. Like he would see the places and he could always speak truth over it in a way that called me out, but mm-hmm. not called me out. Like made me realize, you're right. But like <laughs> not in a way that I was like, right. Ugh. I never felt, well, sometimes I felt bad. But I also started realizing that he was doing it out of love, which true discipleship, like, yeah, that is still, that is true discipleship. Is, yeah. So, um, what is your dream job? Oh, okay. Hmm. Like currently, you can't give me like your childhood dream job. You need to give me your now. Or you can give me both, but I want to know like currently. That's a hard one. Um, <laughs> this is such a struggle in mine. You can ask Jacob because since I'm a stay-at-home mom now, I'm always we're always talking about what's next for me. Like, where do I want to go from here? You know, mm-hmm. where do I, like, what kind of career do I want to pursue? And Jacob, he's so supportive. He's like, whatever you want to do, I'll support. You know, he's like, just figure it out. And I'm like, but what do I want to do? Where, <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? And um, I think, this is going to sound crazy, but I think, honestly, what we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, like that sounds crazy, but I, mean, I was kind of hoping. <laughs> yeah, be, I mean, I, and there was a lot of other things on that I could say on that list, but I've always had a pull towards um, I don't know if I should say the word ministry, but I've always just wanted to dedicate my life to working for God, like yeah. full time. And it's not so much that I consider myself fully capable of um, quote ministry, but it's just like. Um, I, I love encouraging others and I love God's word and being around other believers. And yeah. I've always pulled, pulled towards that. And so doing what we're doing now, um, in our women's group, in this podcast, in this, um, grit for glory thing that we've got going on, <laughs> this thing, this thing we're doing. Uh, it's a really, yeah. um, it's, what I've desired. What's Listen, in my I'm heart. Listen, I'm full of myself, but I'm like, I'm going to speak on a stage. I want to write books. Whatever I can do to encourage women. Like, I, mm-hmm. there's not a label for it. I'll go wherever God right. says. Like, yeah. he's making videos, podcasts, social media, books, speaking on stage. Like, I'm here for all of mm-hmm. it. And I hold a little less fear for it than you do just because I have always my whole entire life seen myself doing something like mm-hmm. this. Like when I was a little kid and I saw people, women specifically, speak on stage, I was like, I want to do that. But I didn't know, like, how mm-hmm. that happens. I don't know if it was so much women on stage, but I've always seen myself writing a book. Mm. So, yeah, may, if it's good God willing, that's... literary skills. And I think, like, in high school, I had a uh, my college English teacher one time... I turned in an essay, and she wrote on my essay, you should think about uh, publishing this or looking at having this published. And it was just like, <gasps> like, it blew me away, but it planted this seed that maybe I am a good writer. Like, maybe I, like, in college, I could whip out a paper like like that. Like, not Ugh. problem for me. That That is my, my, uh, what, what I'm good at. Expertise? Yes, is right. Sometimes writing. I can't. Sometimes I can't. But it depends on my mind. Like, my brain's got to be there, you know, yeah. writer's block. I'm better fiction. Like, I can I can fiction. fiction. Oh, really? Uh, yes. I mean, where do you think my kids get their imagination? They get it from their mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a total, I love reading fiction. I can mm-hmm. devour fiction. And I always thought I would write fiction books. Like, when I was a kid, I would, like, dream up scenarios and wow. know, I had, like, the people in their whole, like, personality mm-hmm. and who they were and... I had a, I started writing a fictional book when I was like 13, 12, 13 on the computer, just typing it up. And I don't remember how many chapters I got in. It wasn't much, but I was like all into it. It was so much fun while it lasted. It didn't last long. Okay. (laughs) All right. Next one. If you were a character in the Bible, 
who would you be and mm. why? Like, who do you relate most to? Oh, who do I relate most to? <laughs> but, like, yeah, not, like, who would you want to be, but, like, who, with who you are, who do you think you'd be in the Bible? Oh. <laughs> That's a hard one. Yeah. Because none of them are, like, straight good. They all have their their qualities. Um, ugh. <laughs> Sorry, was that I, one too no, hard? like, yeah, it's, it's hard. Um... Or maybe a disciple. Think of a disciple or think of Judas. <laughs> no. You wouldn't be Judas, no. You're not a betrayer. Uh, no. I'd be like Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that, that would be me too. I think I agree. I not want with... all the glory and I love you so much. And then I'm going to be like, I don't I don't know him. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so the first two people that came to mind... The first person that came to mind was Rebecca, and then you were like, don't be the person you want to be. But her story so sticks with me, and it sticks with me from a moment that, and like, I prayed, like, her willingness to just go and marry Isaac, she was just, and serve Mm -hmm. from, like, she was on probably her last trip to get water, and the guy asked her for water and she just willingly obliged and so joyful servant that's something I've prayed over my life because I was never really a joyful servant so Mm. I would say now in my life I'm more of a joyful servant Mm -hmm. unless you know my kids and my husband less joyful but I'm working on that um but then I kind of thought of David like somebody who who is trying really hard to be close to God's heart but is always in his own way yeah because I feel like I'm in my own way a lot. And yeah. I have a lot of times that I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. And I really, really, really need to repent. And mm. I'm not always good at being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I don't sound like I'm full of myself. That, like, I'm so close to God. But I, I really, I mean. No, I, I understand. Try. Actually. Yeah. So, That's good answers. I feel like David's life was a whole work in progress. Oh, yeah. Same. Hashtag same. Okay. So, what is one thing that you would tell your teenage self? Oh, that's a good one. And guys, I want to say that like this is not just to get to know us, it's encouragement, but also I hope that our words impact you and maybe some of these questions you'll ask yourself. Mhm. Cuz some of this is good reflection. Mhm. Yeah. Could you give a No, I'm to think? I'm I'm thinking <laughs> Because there's multiple things I would tell myself, but I'm trying to think of... Well, tell us a couple. I mean, you don't have to just say one, um, but tell a few if you want to. You know, I would tell myself you don't have to have everything figured out at 18. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. You don't have to know uh, what degree you want to get yet. Yeah. Um, I would tell myself, don't rush. Don't rush to get married. Don't rush to move in with a boy. No, I'm just kidding. What? I said you hear that, Jacob. I I'm wasn't even kidding. talking about Jacob. <laughs> I was talking about my high school high school boyfriend, and we were, like, rushing to yeah. get married. And it didn't work out, obviously. But um, I don't know. I was just in this big hurry to do all these big things in life and rushing through it. And I think probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd give myself is you know, don't, don't take your peers too seriously. Mm. Amen. Because they, their opinions, oh goodness, they influence you and dictate your emotions and your self-esteem and everything. And it all weighs heavily, heavily in high school. And then you get out of high school and you realize it doesn't really matter. These people that used to, like their opinions of me used to matter so much. Well, they were your surrounding, they were you around. And, even, and as an adult, you learn that, like, people come in and out more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So those things matter a little less. Like, the hurtful word that somebody said that was in your life, like, five years ago doesn't have the sting that it did. Mm-hmm. But in high school, you're, like, always... Right. Especially if you're at a smaller school. But your your friends are your friends, and our friends, let's be real, aren't always oh, no. good friends <laughs> in that, yeah. at that age. No. <laughs> I think that's something else I would tell myself is, kids are mean. Mm-hmm. And if you're a teenager, you're still a kid. Yeah. You don't believe it, but you're still a kid. And so kids are just mean. You're mean. I, as When I say you're, I mean mean. Yeah. <laughs> I was mean. Yeah. And the other kids around me were mean. Like, we all make unwise and uh, unkind decisions at that age. And Yeah. 
have a little grace. Yes. So, yeah, I think that about sums it up. And I actually have the same question for you, believe it or not. I mean, I think some of the same things, like some of the stuff that seemed like a big deal won't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, you won't feel like you don't fit in always. Like I always, from middle school on, felt like I didn't belong there. And it wasn't for like, I, I mean, different, weird, all the words that you could put on it. But it was more that like I knew, this is, oh my gosh, sounds like fool of myself. But like the thing to do was to like make fun of other people. Does mm-hmm. so that make sense? Like mm-hmm. to make fun, to pick yeah. on people. And I just wasn't, I wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't for that, didn't want to be a part of that. And right. so... Nobody wanted to be around the person who was, like, the walking conscience. And it was hard to make friends. It was hard to be in a group. And I also had other weird... I mean, I wasn't, like, just the girl that they were all dying to be around. Um, I think I would also tell myself that, like, looks and weight and all of that stuff, it it doesn't define who you are. It doesn't make you who you are. It might right now. You might feel like it's so important right now. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. Um, I would also tell myself that I was skinny then. (laughs) Know that you were really skinny then. Hold on to that feeling because two Mm -hmm. kids later, you're not going to feel like that anymore. Um, But yeah, and I I would definitely tell my 18-year-old self that, like, you're going to figure it out. It's going to be hard, but you're Mm going to figure it out Mm because everything that I went through um, was losing my dad and all that, but, like, it's challenging, but you're going to come out a better person on the other side. Yeah. So. That's good. I'm going to cry. It's fine. It's fine. Stop making me cry. Okay. My turn? Yes. It's one of your biggest fears. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, I kind of have two. Okay. Because, like, my, my actual biggest fear which is not so much here on earth, but I, I've said this before, that, and someone else once said that, but it stuck, is that um, I don't want to meet my maker one mm. day. Mm. And then he, he say to me, I don't know you. Mm. So that's my biggest fear is that, you know, I get maybe busy doing all these things for God, mm-hmm. but don't actually know him. Or I get too busy with life and um, just doing my own thing and just looking for success and wealth in this world that I don't actually know my Savior. I think I do, but I don't. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of sort of a healthy fear to hold on to. Yeah. Like, not... It's like a grounding. It grounds you. Not like let it consume you, but just something to be mindful of. Mm -hmm. Especially when you say the stuff that we do for God. Like, we feel like we have to be legalistic and check off all these things Mm -hmm. and be this kind of person. Um, but even yeah. just like ministry things or like, yeah. um, you know, volunteering at church or, you know, leading a women's group and doing all the things, all these great things. And you just feel like, God, I'm, I don't know, because you, you get into this. going to be like, you worked so hard when you didn't have to. Right, yeah. Like worked yourself. You did all these things, but you don't know me. Yeah. You were so busy doing that you never sat with me. Like you don't have to worry about that. That's just <laughs> okay. That's just my opinion um, of the no, you that I know. No, I I am not that kind of busy. I am more. Uh, I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I'm just more apathetic, lazy. I don't want to call. I don't wanna, like just call myself lazy, but um, being disciplined to set aside time to be with him yeah. instead of watching Netflix instead of scrolling social media. That is where I struggle is that I stay so distracted Mm. that I often, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. There are days where I haven't spent any time with God and it weighs heavily on me. And I feel like, thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit comes and he sometimes, oh, he, sometimes he gives me a big nudge, (laughs) but I deserve it. And there's just a note there for y'all to, to, Number one, like I said before, we want to always be real and authentic. Like, we're not sitting here talking to you from a standpoint of perfection or a high horse mm-hmm. or a pedestal. And we said that, I think, in the very first verse or in the beginning. But also know that, like, what you struggle with, we do too. Mm-hmm. We're on this, We're everybody on this earth is on the same 
playing field right. with God. I don't feel like anybody could ever be like, oh, no, it's a cinch. Like, I, mm-hmm. you find a routine and you get a balance, but life happens and mm-hmm. it throws you off. I mean, we were just talking about school starting and, like, there's a whole new schedule we have to come up with. You know, we've yeah. had lazy mornings and got to sleep in and get up and do it on our own time. So mm-hmm. there's an ebb and flow and a balance. I mean, there's never really well, a balance, but... I think also we're we're also everyone is guilty, not just the listeners, but you and I. Everybody, oh, yeah. we can be guilty of viewing people as hyper spiritual, hmm. that they are a way more spiritual than we are, that they've got it figured out, that they aren't tempted by the same things we're tempted by, or facing the same. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like no, I'm yeah. But no, I mean, like do. you look at especially leaders, you know, big time leaders in the Christian faith. Yeah. I mean, your pastor, but also like. Well, I my, don't know. Jenny Allen. Jenny like, Allen, My favorite yeah. ones are the ones that are, re- like, Jenny Allen's yeah. book, Get Out of Your Head. You know, she talked mm-hmm. about how she struggled for 18 months with something. Like, she yeah. was real, and she struggled with her faith. Like, right. is this real? Is what I'm doing real? But even sometimes when they share their struggles, we feel like, I mean, I sometimes we, I, feel like they still have a leg up in a place. And maybe it's just like... It's not that I believe that, but I just I'm just saying like we all get to a comparison place where yeah we can think some people are more spiritual and I I mean comparison is a death trap yeah we all have our temptations and sins that we are that we gravitate towards Mm -hmm. it's one of the things like (laughs) you're gonna write a book it's my book (laughs) that I want to write is on sin like I feel like. Almost like we don't talk about it enough, not mm-hmm. in the standpoint of glorifying it, but we we just aren't open and honest with our sin enough to make it normal. Mm-hmm. We make it we make it shameful because as humans, we look on people who sin mm-hmm. as shame on you. Right. And I feel like we need to bust that stigma because you shouldn't. You're right. You do feel like well, they live in this pretty life and they're writing these Christian but there's no way they can struggle that bad. But the real thing is, is like when you see leaders fall, it's oh. because they hid, you know, they stuffed it down yeah. and they didn't want to be real with it. And, you know, I used her as an example because I was listening to her podcast and she was saying something. She's like, I've learned that I have to, she said something, they were telling her, keep your heart pure, keep your heart pure. And she's like, my heart was not pure when I started this. So did I do something <laughs> wrong? And I was like, yes, and amen. Because I'm doing a podcast. And in one side of your mouth, you feel a little inauthentic because you know that you still have all the oh, stuff yeah. you're working on. But on yeah. the other hand, like God did give you this call to work on this stuff. And you're still working on you. And as long as we're being honest and confess that like we're still working mm-hmm. and we invite you to work with us and come mm-hmm. along for the journey we're yeah. never trying to hide something or make it seem like we're and you continue to let god work on your heart yeah. you continue to just cooperate with yeah. the work of his holy and she spirit said, confess when i'm when i sin and I, i'm not saying i have to confess it to all of you guys but i definitely you're yeah. my partner in this i have mm-hmm. to confess i've had to confess with this stuff like when i get doubts or when i get insecurities yeah. or when i get a high like you know we talked about it god humble us because we were getting mm-hmm. a little on high on our high horse mm-hmm. So, um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we went off from wherever that was. Your biggest fear. Was there another one? You said there was two. Oh, um, and it's not so much like a biggest fear, but it's like a lingering fear. And that's just letting people down. Cause I'm a people pleaser, right? We discussed uh, this 100%. But, and where's it's, Hannah? No people pleasing allowed. No, I know, kidding. right. And that's one of the things God's working on me. Me too. I am letting go of this. But I mean, especially the people closest to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've confessed to you that I don't want to let you down in this podcast. But the people who let, I mean, you can't. <laughs> Unless you quit. Yeah. But I already told you, you quit. I'm going on without you. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I hate disappointing people and letting them down. See, I thought you were going to say your kids. Oh, yeah. Something happening to my kids. That's what I thought you were Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Now you threw that out there. Sorry. That just trumps everything. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. That's been a big, big fear of mine is just, you know, anything happening to my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all moms can relate. Yeah. You know, your mind just goes in circles and thinks about all the possibilities. Anyways, all right, let's see. 
Here's a here's an easy one, and I think I know the answer. Mm-hmm. What's something that you hate that everyone else loves? Coffee. Yep, I knew it. And I knew ketchup. It. Y'all hear this? Coffee and ketchup. Coffee and ketchup. She's un-American. People. <laughs> I am not. She is un-American. I don't like the taste of coffee. I don't know. Which okay, so like most <laughs> people would put you. that in the realm of like it's like a bitter taste, but I like the taste of beer and wine. Not like dark beer, but I've always been, you know, like I mean, the girls that are like, oh, I don't like beer. But I mean, like, I totally get plain coffee, but when you put cream and sugar, you I don't put it think in a frozen I like drink. cream either, like the taste of creamer. But still, because I've tried to like maybe put a bunch of it, it on the yeah, creamer, you can and, make it really whoa. sweet. But why don't you like like coffee, frozen coffee drinks? Ugh. I don't know. Listen, I don't like fish either. I don't understand. <laughs> so you. I analyze my taste buds, and I don't like. I have tried because you know they always say like your taste buds will change. And my sister was like, after you have kids, you're gonna love coffee. And oh, that never yeah. came. My friend, her husband started liking when he turned forty. So she's like, maybe when you're forty, I'm like, I'll give it a shot when I'm forty. But I don't. I haven't. I've never. I can get caffeine from other sources. I still drink caffeine. I'm not multifaceted weird, but um. Yeah, coffee's a no, and ketchup has grossed me out since I was a little kid. Mm. And it's still, like, the smell of it. That's so weird. And Meadow loves it, and it, ooh. Like, I hate opening ketchup packets and getting it on my, ooh. (laughs) Today, I put her plate down and her orange rolled into it, I was like, now I have to touch it and rinse it off. Oh, if it was my child, she'd just lick it off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your kid was eating ketchup out of the container. Yeah, she was putting it straight in her mouth, and she just licks it out with her tongue. She would eat ketchup with a spoon. I had girls on the basketball team that used to do that to me because they knew I hated it, so they would get the ketchup packets and just, like, squirt in their mouth near me, and I'm like, "Mm -mm." mm-mm. I don't. It's just sugary tomatoes. It's gross. Pretty much all it is is sugary tomato sauce. It's gross. It's what it is. It's disgusting. Okay. What is something we don't know about you? Oh, okay. Oh, this is a good one. A lot of people don't don't know this about me. You know this about me. And and maybe some other people in my circle know this. Um, But I used to be a certified EMT. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, that blew a lot of people's minds. They were like. Well, because if you know Karen, (laughs) she just doesn't. I don't fit the mold. And that's true. I, um. So funny story. I graduated college. How long you were EMT? Right. I graduated (laughs) college, and right after graduation, my sister, who's a paramedic, she was teaching an EMT class, and she's like, "Well, why don't you sign up?" And I'm like, "Sure, that'll be fun, because it is interesting." And Uh um, oh, it is. I loved it. So I did. I signed up, and I did all the things. I did the full course, the clinicals, went and took the test, passed it on my first try. That was a miracle in itself because <laughs> those tests are so hard. And um, I would get in the truck and it was like my mom would go blank and I wouldn't know what to do, you know. And so I was just so scared of messing up. And there was always such high anxiety for me whenever I was actually working. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I, the anxiety was consuming. Some people thrive in those environments. Yeah, not me. Thrive. Like my fear was that I would get on a like an important call, a life or death call, and just freeze. Like I, that I wouldn't remember everything that I had learned and that I would just be letting the patient down, but also my team that I'd be working with by not uh, doing my job. And so it got to a point where I, anytime somebody would ask me to cover their shift, I would get so much anxiety, like knots in my stomach. It would make me sick because I'm like, this is not for me. It's just not. And my sister, she's so sweet. She's like, you're fine. You're good. You'll get it. Um, but no, I so I just realized that that's not for me. But it is fun. And it is really, really interesting. I, I mean, I love parts of it. But I just have this fear that I would not be able to perform my job in a high stress yeah. situation. Get it. But yeah, I was a certified EMT. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for a few years. And it actually just expired... Last year, I think, maybe. Gonna renew it? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> At this point, to renew it, I'd have to take the test all over yeah. again and whatnot. And all that knowledge is gone. I've had kids since then. All right. Okay. Um, well, I guess that's one thing. That's kind of the same question that I have was, what's one thing you wished everyone knew about you? What I wish everyone knew about yeah. me? Yeah. Mm. 
Like, what is a misconception? Oh, that that's you think, what I wondered if that's where you're going. If that's where you want to take it, you don't have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Um, gosh, this whole thing's making me cry. Um, I think for me, it's my heart. Like, I can come across the wrong way sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when I quit my job, uh, Jeremy told me that was the thing he admired the most about me was my heart. That I had, I put my heart into everything. And sometimes that means that I come across forceful or like pushy or mm -hmm. whatever. But it is, you know, my sister always used to tell me as I'm crying <laughs> that I'm dramatic and I'm passionate. I'm, it's just, that was the word she gave me. She's like, you're just passionate about everything. And she's not wrong. I throw myself full force into everything that I do. And mm, it tends to drive people nuts because, and I, I have learned to simmer down a little Reel bit. Reel it in a little bit. Chill out a little Reel bit. I try in. not to like overwhelm you or like no, 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 care, 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 like with all my ideas and thoughts and learning and stuff. Um, but I think that's it. Just like my heart is genuinely 99.9% .9 of the time in a good place. Right. I'm not a spotful person. I'm not a mean person. I don't like to hurt people's feelings. I don't do things, um, like that on purpose. I've also been known to have a face that looks like I'm not, but it's usually... My mind is always working on overdrive, so it's going and going and going, and I tend to not realize that I'm in my head and making a bad impression, but yeah, yeah. I think that I just would like people to know that like my heart, if I'm pushy, if I'm bossy, if I'm loud, it's it's because I want mm -hmm. so much. Like and When people, <laughs> um, when they know you, but they don't really know, know you, yeah. they may be offended by that pushiness yeah. and I, th I know that oh, yeah. I've I've walked with you through some things where um maybe you were a little pushy with a friend mm. but it was in a loving place yeah and um it yeah maybe the way it came across didn't seem yeah. so loving and it didn't seem anyway some and that friend had to take a step back for a little while yeah and I am um, I um, we talked about this the other day, like I am trying to learn to love people in all situations mm -hmm. and even situations that I don't agree with or I don't support mm -hmm. necessarily. Um, because I'm called to love mm -hmm. regardless of whether I agree with it or not. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean, well, no, I mean, even, even when those things are sinful or or maybe even harmful to their person. And that's a hard one for me. Yeah. Um, learning to handle that with love and call them out with love and stop yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like try I'm trying not we to get still and it's like oh I'm, and I don't want you to think I'm bored, but it, it's yeah, just like it's bored. coming it's up fine. and then I'm like, but that's rude, push and I'm pushing it back down. <laughs> and so okay. I haven't actually yawned yet. Okay. So it's my, it's your, it's yours. It's my turn. It's your question, right? Your, my question, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn to ask a question. We'll yes. put it that way. Okay. All right. So where would you like to be in 10 years? Oh, that's a good one. I thought it might be hard for you. You don't always seem to be. Like, I'm not a visionary. Yeah. You're not like much of a dreamer. You're not like a. Yeah. I'm not, not like a, a bad well, no, I know what you mean. I'm not a person who has like five-year goals and 10-year yeah. goals and short-term goals and stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't know who in this I'm, club it is. I'm, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm like my mom. I'm a shoot by the hip kind of person. Yeah. You know, I, sh I aim high with good intentions and <laughs> I land where I land kind of Just thing. Just go for it and if it happens, it happens. <laughs> not. Try better next time. Oh, that's good. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. so Noah will be 15 oh, and goodness. Emery will be almost 12, 13, 12 yeah, almost 12 on the 13. Yeah. So there's a little, there's know. a little breathing room there. No, <sighs> I don't I, think so. I don't so. know. I, I <laughs> Those guess, are hard ages too. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I mean, I guess breathing room because 
They, they will be, be in their rooms. Lap. Yeah, they'll be in their rooms, not in my lap and not on top of me. All the time. Um, I guess I see myself uh, 10 years, wherever this progresses to. You know, if it's still a podcast, if it's writing a book, if it's um, speaking, leading, or even if it's still just leading a women's Bible study. If we're still recording 10 years from now in this closet... That's okay with me. Like, if that's where God is, has us, that's fine. It's hard. Um, it's hard because you, you're like, I don't want to tell God what to do. But yeah. I can't help it. It'd be nice. Like, do. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we, we do. We enjoy this. I enjoy yeah. this podcast. And it has been a huge learning curve, mm. this whole podcast. And it still is. I'm still learning the social media side of it. Of it. And Amanda's like, hey. Could you put your face in front of the camera, please? Can you, uh, you know, do some stories, maybe? And I'm like, eh, do I? Do I really need to? And I don't know why, but that's the place that I struggle. But um, but not just that. We really do enjoy what we're doing. And this really, what we're doing now, even though it's nothing big, it's nothing huge, mm-hmm. we aren't no big names, it's really kind of a dream come true for me. Yeah, same. Because I've always, I mean, I remember about, six, five, six years ago when Jacob asked me, you know, where, where would you, what would you want to do? Where's your heart? And I was like, well, I've always wanted to just, and I said at the time work in a church, but I just meant like, I wanted to, you know, work for God, you know, like fully devote my life to wherever he was leading me and not saying you can't do that with a full-time career Mm. in other industries, but it was just, I don't know. Does that make sense what no, I'm saying? Yeah, we're all called to something and this is our call. Yeah. We and don't I mean, not fully formed. We're still on this journey and on this road, but like this this is definitely this is our sweet spot. Like this yeah. is where God put us. And I think we've known that. I mean I think so. It's just I mean even getting the snowball rolling. Yeah, like even as a kid like a young kid. I remember trying to read Genesis when I was still in elementary school. And Genesis may seem simple or somewhat simple as an adult, but as a kid, mm. it don't make any sense. Well, I wouldn't know. No, We're and I was it reading. Small group, I, I wasn't say... reading a children's Bible. I was reading yeah. a Bible Bible. And I was like, uh, and I would, I, I think I tried reading Revelations. Listen. Or Revelation. Do you know what I, I read? Um, sixth or seventh grade one morning before like it was you know off one of those high moments of like I'm gonna start reading my bible every day because that's what you're supposed to do kind of thing oh yeah which sounds awful but it's the truth like I was mm-hmm. like I'm gonna have quiet time I read Lamentations oh scared the bejesus out of me that's a downer that's a like, real downer what is happening God is so mean yeah probably not the best book to start and off it's so with. funny because later um I'm I'm a podcast junkie by the girls talking about um lament and what it meant to lament. And I was like, oh, light bulb. I haven't been back to the book in a while. Like, maybe a verse here or there, but I haven't. Oh, you like, haven't been through? You're not through the limitations read, yet? No. You'll be there soon, though. Yeah, I haven't read through it. I'm, I haven't done it since that moment, probably, because. And I have heard and I have probably researched, like, what was happening in it since then. But, like, her, her saying that, I was like, oh. Yeah. No wonder I was scared. <laughs> out of my gourd as a kid. But yeah. no, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, the I've, call. That was I've always um, just had this really, even even though sometimes it was based off of legalism and sometimes it was um, trying to do all the right things and have that little checklist yeah. of all the things I was supposed to do as a Christian, but I really did desire to follow God and to know Him and follow Him fully. Know Him and, and make Him known. Yes. And uh, when I was in high school... Um, my mom, my sister, and I, we did a Bible study at church with a women's group one time. And there's a lot of women there. And after that Bible study ended, my mom wanted me to ask when the next one was. So I went up to my youth group leader, because I think she led it. And I asked her, I said, hey, when are we doing the next women's Bible study? And she was like, well, I don't know. But she goes, why don't you lead one, Kara? Like me, at I think like, I was like ah. 15, 16 at the time. Leading, I'm like, you want me to lead a women's Bible study group like you crazy woman (laughs) but it planted a seed in my heart I think because it's one of those things that I've held on to just like um, my English teacher who encouraged me to publish and so I think these little seeds have 
they kind of stuck. Starting to sprout. So did I answer the question? I guess so. Just ten years. You want to still be doing this? Yeah. You want to still be doing what God called you to? I want to be fully um, invested in uh, sharing the gospel, growing the kingdom, discipling other women. Uh, what, however that looks. Yes. Amen. Open hands, God. Open hands. I say that now. Let's come back in 10 years. <laughs> we have this recorded. We have it on yeah, record. Yeah, we'll put it in a little time capsule. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, my turn to ask a question. Ooh, okay. Um, can you recall a moment of God's goodness mm. or grace that has left you humbled? Uh, <laughs> that may take a moment uh. to think about. Can I recall a moment of God's grace that left me humble? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is going to sound like a cop-out thing. No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific... Yeah, that's kind of a hard like, question to think of specifically. Thing, I know, like, a big one for me... And this is why Easter is my favorite holiday for all you people who Christmas is your favorite holiday. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, um, Lent season leading up to Easter and whenever, and just, I mean, really reflecting, walking through the Gospels, really reading the story of Christ's mm. crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so humbled that knowing myself, and knowing who I am and all the sin and all the yucky that I still am dealing with, I'm so humbled mm-hmm. that he sent his child, his a part of him, you know, right. they are three in one, like to die for me. Mm-hmm. That will forever, like, you know, the other day when we were talking about it, I was like, whoosh, like let it roll out, like wash over you. It just. It hits me in all the feels and all the ways, and I'm just so not worthy, but mm. so grateful yeah. that he did it. And um, I think sometimes we, me included, make light of it. Oh know? yeah, thank you. For it's more about the holiday. You're so good, and yeah, you know, yeah, the holiday, and you know, it's not a deep. Um, solemn reflection, like I feel like it should be. Like our Good Friday celebration that we had, I was so moved by it. Like I thought it was so powerful because we were reading like Mm. the last words of Christ. Like we were really trying to put you in that moment. I don't know if we were effective. It was effective for me. I cried every single time we did it and I was part of the rehearsal. Oh yeah. You know, I just... It was heavy, but in a good way. Yeah, and I, 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 like that's an, that's something I want to put out there to the people, um, to, to maybe do that, maybe go, um, to that part of the gospels. I can't tell you exactly what verse it starts in. So let me look. Matthew 26 Mm -hmm. would be betrayal at Passover would be a good and through to the end. Um, but yeah, and even like going in the Old Testament, seeing all the prophecy and, and being in Psalms and, and Isaiah. Isaiah and seeing the things, forecasting mm-hmm. what's going to happen. I don't know. I just, that is one moment. And I think, um, I'm trying to think of what else, like just. No, that's a good, that's a really good one. I just, yeah, that, it, it. Every Easter it hits me. And it's not and just... it should. Yeah, and it's not just Easter. I read through the Gospels last year during the... Around this time. I think it was July. And it, like, all over again. And... Well... So I try to stay in that bubble. Yeah. Like, when I feel myself getting a little too... Just taking it for granted. Right. I, that's really what I, I would say. I feel we like also, we take it for granted. We get well acquainted with the story. Yeah. To where, like, it just doesn't... Have hold the weight that it once held for when we were new believers. Yeah. Like what it really meant for us, for what Jesus did and how um, we have been forgiven through him. Well, and you if know? you are a mom or mm-hmm. you have a brother 
or a dad or, or a an niece uncle or a nephew. Or, yeah. If you have somebody close to you, like, um, imagine sentencing that person to death, sending that person to die for all of humanity. These people who are rallying around mm-hmm. to kill him. The worst of the worst. Yes. And, and think of yourself and your sin and your ugliness and your depravity. And that's, I mean, that's it too. Like I said it, I don't know what episode it was, but about like, no, I'm not that great. Like I try to keep myself in that mindset because for when I'm weak, he is strong. Like the second I start feeling like I got this, mm-hmm. um, then I'm not holding on to his true goodness. Like I, I feel like we... We make light of it. He's a good, good father. He's a good God. He's a great God. He's so, like, and it's become this, like, he wants so good for you. And I'm like, he does, but maybe not in the way that we mm-hmm. take it. So, yeah. sorry. That's <laughs> okay. a soapbox rant there. No, that was really good. Okay. What is one of the biggest things God has done for you? Oh. Not the biggest, just one of the biggest things I know, I've God got has two. done for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think probably one of the ones that stand out the most uh, is just the amazing group of friends that God has surrounded me with. Oh, um, I oh my gosh, I have tears in my eyes. I, I like, you're the crier. <laughs> you're the crier. Um, about see, five years ago, I was in a really lonely place, and. The few close friends that I did have moved far away, and I've told you this before, we had we had just had our wedding, and to anyone listening to this, I promise I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty, but I had so few people actually show up that I thought were friends. You know, yeah. I only had a couple actual friends show up to our wedding, and we sent out over 100 invitations, and um, it just... My heart was broken when so many people didn't show up for us in that day. And so after moving to Andrews and I didn't know many people here and I was staying at home, Jacob was working long hours. I was so lonely and I just remember praying to God on my back porch Mm. that he would send me friends and not just any kind of friends, but godly women to be my friends, like real true friends. And he answered that prayer beyond my wildest imaginations yes not just me but but yes if you're listening and you're you probably know you're one of them yes um but yes you're definitely one of them (laughs) for sure 100 percent. and i have this amazing group of women that Mm -hmm. encourage me all the time and check in on me and at my lowest of lows they've been there to pray for me and lift me up and that has been life-changing for me because i'm I'm the type of person that I can get along with everybody. You know, you, I don't want to say like everybody likes me, but it may be like, I'm okay with everybody. You know, we don't have problems. We don't have issues, but very. She's very likable. But I don't have a lot of people who stick by my side. Yeah. I don't have really um, close bonds with a lot of people. And maybe that's because I am kind of introverted and I'm kind of shy. I don't open up very easily. That could be a big part of it, for all I know. just be time. And it could be because in the past, I haven't been a great friend. Yeah. So people don't show up to me because I haven't shown up for them. So and I totally understand that God pointed that out in my own heart. But anyways, yes, that is one of the greatest things that he's done in my life. Awesome. All right, your turn. Um, what's the biggest misconception about being a Christian that you used to believe? Oh. That you have to go to church every Sunday. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That that there's a rule book. Yeah. I mean, I was raised um, Southern Baptist and very um, by the book. And there's a, you know. Oh, yeah. There's a just a list of things we don't do. I mean, I was raised in a church where you have weddings and you don't dance. Oh, wow. At the reception like there's it the weddings are usually like in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and you go and you have some cake and some punch and that's it like right um so yeah i think the church every sunday thing though i have learned and grown in like um the acknowledgement of my own heart of going to go is worse than not going at all right 
So, okay, what mystery do you wish you had the answer to? Oh, oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> I cheated. I got that one off the internet, but I was like, that's a good question. It doesn't have to be biblical either. I, I know. Well, I know that. Um, I'm just trying to think of all, of all the things. Of all the things. I think I have my answer. Okay. And I have a disclosure. Okay. This is kind of an off-the-wall okay. answer, and it might, people, some people might think I'm crazy. And some people be, might be like, yeah, that's a good, okay. that's a good yep. mystery. Um, but I wish I knew, <laughs> I just can't even get it out. Do aliens really exist? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. What? You're looking no. at it. It's not what I expected. Oh. Oh, well, see, I'm not, I had, there was different ways I could take this. I could go back to Genesis and ask a lot of questions, but I'm not going there. Listen, mine, I want to know where dinosaurs... I know why I want to know all the things about dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs is a good one. And, dinosaurs. But, and I also want to know why people believe in conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> well, my thing is, like, I know that, that there's a lot of unidentified things being seen. And I'm not one, like, it's not so much... As far as I know... Like, is it, an, is it the other realm? Like, yes. Are we just, yeah. Is it spiritual beings we're seeing? Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe that's totally a possibility. Yeah. Or has God created other life forms? Yeah. Are there that other, we are unaware of? Yeah. Are there other uni- like uni- universes, but like galaxies? Yeah. I mean, maybe they are solar- really more advanced than we are, and yeah. they have these. I don't know. Questions. It's no, it's good. one of those questions that really once you me. said that it was like the first one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> you sounded so disappointed. I just was like, really. I, I don't know. It's something that intrigues me. It really no, does. Good. Okay. Um, which spiritual discipline do you struggle with the most? And which do you enjoy the most? Uh, I feel like you know the answer. I feel like I know the answer. Uh, no, I don't know. I would say the one I'm worst at is Sabbath. Mm, rest. Rest. Like real Sabbath rest. Sitting in God's presence, rest. Mm-hmm. I am so ADD. I have multiple, like, ADHD. Like, I thought I wasn't hyper. Like, I personally don't feel like I'm hyperactive, but I feel like my brain is, so I feel like I right. can put myself in the hyperactive realm of things. Um, I had this conversation the other night with myself. <laughs> it's just, it's my brain. Um... But no, I I constantly am asking God, like, why am I like, like, it's such a struggle. Why did you make me this? My brain is ping-ponging and having conversations with itself. And I feel like I can't focus. And so mm-hmm. it almost it's, almost makes me want to cry because I want to be so much better at it. And so I feel sometimes I am. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm not. So. Yeah, you, you don't sit still very well. No, I don't. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good with worship. Oh. Um, I feel like that is a place I, um, gravitate towards. Multiple times during the day. I love to, um, reflect on his goodness and, and thank him. And I, I feel like I am. I don't know. No, he'll probably (laughs) convict me tomorrow how poor I'm doing in that. But, um, learning to make my life a worship and less, uh, Amanda, Mm. the the Amanda show. It's good. So. Mm. Okay. Is this the last question? I have two more. Last question. Last question. And this was a bonus because I thought we could both answer it, but you had a bonus too. So true. Mine is, where is God working in your life right now? Oh. And you don't, I mean. I don't, I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind being. This is why we're here? Yeah, no. Um, if you know me, I'm usually pretty open. Yeah. I don't mind sharing my struggles at all or just being honest. Unless it's like really, really honest and you don't want to know that kind of yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah there's some stuff we were talking about before we turned the mics on that you probably don't want to share with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a friends only zone. Right. Let me see. I think right now I've been struggling with uh, really just being present with God 
in in prayer and in the word like I do read the word and I do pray but actually being present with God Sabbath but but also just, just daily yeah, sitting in you know presence, where yeah. I'm not just I mean I I'm one of those like there's no harm in just getting in the word and to be in the word because God still works in those moments yeah but just intentionally soaking in yeah. the word and taking the time uh, you actually inspired me to do this is I got myself a little prayer journal mm. taking because prayer is where I really struggle yeah. the most and just being intentional with prayer time and I haven't been perfect in that but um, my prayer recently is that God would give me a heart of worship that whatever I am doing um, as a mother as a wife uh, and doing the dishes and all of those things that it would all be an act of worship. Right. Okay. Final question for you. And this is really kind of a big one. Oh, I left no. the biggest for last. You oh, thought the last yeah. ones were hard? Just wait. Okay. okay. Last question is, have you ever had an encounter with God that just blew your mind? Mm, and yeah. Can you tell us about it? Um, gosh. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I have. Don't let me figure it out what it was. No, I d- two come to mind, and I've already kind of talked about one. So I'll talk. I don't know. Um, so I went on a walk to Emmaus, and um, not to give too much of it away because it's like a whole surprise thing. But I think that weekend, I remember um, nothing of anything, <laughs> but there was a big cross. And kneeling in front of the cross and bawling my eyes out, if you can believe it. And yeah. the song, um, Come to the Altar, mm. was playing. Mm-hmm. And so forever after that, played on repeat because I live my life out in songs. And so, and still, like that moment comes back to me. But I just remember just weeping and just feeling him say, like, it's going to be okay. You got to mm-hmm. let. Like, you're going to have to let some stuff go. And I, like, realizing that I was holding on to so much past hurt and so many things that people had done that I was letting it get in the way of his love and his, I mean, you asked before, like, where have I seen his goodness? Like, that was another moment that came to mind, but I didn't quite know how to put it into words. But, Mm -hmm. um, like, that was a full... Almost like, and, and it's sound weird, but before that, you know, the Bible studies I was doing, it was like mm-hmm. Beth Morris, get out of the pit. Because I knew yeah. I was in a hey, really that one too. ugly, bad, bad place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, something's, something's got it. Like, this, this is my life. Change. I'm in a pit. I know that I'm in a pit. Yeah. How do I get out of the pit? And so, like, that, I think that was the turning point of just like pulling me out. And also, he gave me a friend. Her name's Holly, and Aww. she loved me so well in that time where I was not good. And there were some other friends. We have a small group in that time that had, I, I'm, I mean, they turned their back on me. Like, I, I'll be honest, like, it still stings the hurt from them no longer wanting to speak to me. And mm. it, it hurt for a really long time. And another good friend of mine told me, you know, like, sometimes we're not supposed to know why they're not in our lives anymore. You can't change yourself to make them like you. Like, mm. you have to let them go. Anyways, but she... Good advice. Would, I still would always call her a friend. Like, if her and her husband called us up and asked us for... Like, I'd be there in a heartbeat. But she loved me, and she's the one who sent me on that walk. And she's she was instrumental in kind of, like, nudging me forward in that. And mm. so, um, yeah. And I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so no, so good. It's those moments where God just feels so real to us, where yeah. He just personally reaches out and touches us. Yeah, and those are really life changing. Yeah, old moments. There were no visions. There were no, nothing like that. But it just it was an overwhelming. Just me and Him. Nothing else mattered. Nothing else existed. And I would definitely say, like from that point forward, it felt like everything in my life changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing was as it was like a total change of heart. And I, I mean, I, I think we were supposed to be like writing something down and leaving it at the cross. Like if I'm remembering correctly, but like I said, it was all a little blurry except for the song that was playing and being on my knees and bawling. Like I can still close my eyes and kind of see the way the lights was around the cross, but 
I don't know if I fully let it go then and that's why like everything changed I don't know but God he moved and Mm -hmm. he worked in those moments and I still I have people to send on walks because it's definitely a life-changing that's what I've heard that's what I've heard of a day it's amazing though where God will meet people sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay so this may have come out to be a long one so if you stuck with us I still hope you were encouraged and yeah. like I said I hope you reflect on some of the questions that we asked um, not all the silly ones or the easy ones but some of the more serious ones and um, hopefully you got to know us a little better yeah if you don't know us well yeah you got a got a little look into who we are in our hearts and yeah. a little bit about our lives keep checking back on the like I said the social media we're gonna yeah. care in front of the camera we're gonna make her speak we're gonna make her she does a good job y'all need to cheer her on Start calling her out, comment, and be like, get over here. We want to hear more of Kara. I'm she working on it. Me. I have come so far. She has. You have witnessed this. Yes. I mean, a year ago. But I'm passionate. I'm like, pushing, pushing, pushing. That's true. And um, a lot of, I'm, I am here a lot because of your encouragement. Maybe a, mainly because of your encouragement and God's work. I'm not trying to discredit God, but. No. So if you missed any episodes, make sure you go back and listen to those. And um, if not, we'll see you next season. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys, for our finale episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please uh, go subscribe to our podcast and share it. Leave us a review because that really helps get the word out and helps others find us. Um, make sure to stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram as we uh, prepare for our next season and work on getting new content up for you guys. We hope to stay, stay in touch and really just keep the conversation going. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out and being a part of this uh, journey with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And I guess until next season, we will be praying for you guys and just eagerly waiting to come back. <laughs>